uproot the weeds of the discomfort. Let your courage sprout. Fertilize your days with happiness and nourishment. today about how I set my kitchen up to maintain healthy ways. First, I want to give you a little backstory that could be helpful for wherever you are on your journey because I think it's important to address that where I am, you could be meeting me in my middle or my end where you could be at your beginning or you're at your middle or your way past me you know we are all in different spots on our journey and you can't like go to my instagram and compare your step one to my step 10 the cool thing is we can get inspired by each other and our journeys can cross paths and we can learn from each other continually right so backstory is A lot of people will come into my house or share a meal or browse my social media and think I grew up this way, and I didn't. My upbringing with food was a lot of fast food, a lot of hamburger helper, things like that. So I want you to take that as encouragement that no matter where you are, it's amazing the possibility of change. I started to get interested in healthier ways with cooking. Once I really had progressed from like being in the fitness industry to more yoga and yoga for me connected all the holistic components, which food being a huge, huge one, right? So I started doing like holistic nutrition program and I actually started cooking. Um, I didn't really cook. I mean, besides use a microwave um, until I was like 25, probably. I had gone to yoga teacher training. I was really exploring all the healthier ways of reducing chemicals on my skin and in our home. And I was like shortly after that pregnant with my son, which I had had endometriosis and learned to cut out soy and the impact that was having on my body. And so all that coming together in this holistic lifestyle I was creating and food being a huge component of that I was learning, I wanted to learn all the things, you know, which you may have already learned or it's continually progressing, right? So since I started that journey back when I was like 24, 25, and I'm now 34, I've shifted in a lot of different ways. And I think it's always continually shifting and changing with the stages of life we're in, of maybe we're on our own and we have more time to cook and we love it and we can devote more time to visiting farms and grocery stores and farmers markets and really reading every single label or maybe we're in a time of building a business and we're putting more emphasis in that or we're in motherhood and there's needs that need to be met in different ways so everything is always going to continually shift in life and food is going to be one of those things too by shifting i don't mean that it's going to be we're making all our organic healthy meals and then all of a sudden we are shifting to a year eating fast food um no it's gonna shift of like the seasons or where you live like for example 
right now it is summer and it is hot and I haven't had smoothies for a long long time but that is all I'm craving and then you know when winter hits I'm going to be craving more soups and warming foods so that's more what I mean by the shifting another thing to consider too is we are a military family and if you are in a situation where you're moving often too that's going to shift too one of the best like times in my life was when we lived in the Mojave Desert. Sounds silly, right? Like, we really had nothing out there, but we had the most amazing CSA. And so every week I would get this giant box of new vegetables to explore how to cook, which that is an amazing opportunity right there of if you can sign up with a CSA, it's doing amazing things for your community and your family of the produce you're getting. And it also encourages you to get out of your comfort zone and learn how to cook something new. For two years, we were getting this CSA and I was cooking new things and I was trying new ways to cook vegetables and I actually created a vegetarian cookbook at that time that that's when I was coming up with how to make cheese sauce from a butternut squash and how to make a cauliflower sauce and all these different things that I still have that cookbook. If anyone's interested, just send me a message and I can get you the details on it. And I was just in this space of really like loving cooking and making Kai baby food and toddler food and just being so like excited about it because I hadn't really cooked much in my life and I was just loving it. And you know, I've never really lost that love for cooking. It's just shifted as we've moved to new spaces and then my emphasis was more instead of on leading workout cl classes and hosting wellness workshops and teaching people how to juice and making smoothies together, I shifted more to homeschooling and being in that environment. And so as our interests and our daily life changes, our food habits and cooking habits are going to shift and that's okay. We don't need to fight against it but we can set ourselves up for success so that that way we're still maintaining our ways while we're not feeling like frazzled and pulled in a million different places, right? It is pretty cool that as like our journey expands, as we expand, we're exposed to so many different people and opportunities. And the thing that I've realized from my friends that they always know like what to expect from me um, how I'm going to show up, what I'm going to offer. And it has been really cool as I have moved from these different communities, being a military family and leading a workout class of hundreds of women and inviting their children to be with them and inviting them into my home and into ways that they can incorporate a healthier lifestyle all together, whether it's like oil pulling, walking down the street together or looking silly doing some workout and who knows like what we inspired other people to do just by them seeing us and our healthier lifestyle ways there too it was pretty cute that um I was invited to lead this big movie like out in the park kind of thing for all the families there and we were talking about the food we were going to offer and I was like if you're going to attach this to my name it is going to be homemade popcorn with coconut oil nutritional yeast salt like real salt and we'll do a smoothie bar and because no one's going to believe that this is really my 
thing I'm hosting if it's like hot dogs and hamburgers and candy and you know these things that I'm teaching these ladies and moms to do better at in their home for themselves and their kids and you know I had so many friends show up and help me make all this popcorn host a smoothie bar and it was so much fun and I think we all still remember it and so that's the thing like even with our homeschool co-ops now like our potluck days I think are everyone's favorite day because even though it's work the night before or the morning of to make something to share together like we show up and this table is beautiful and there's so much nourishing food I have four steps for you to help you make sure that your kitchen is a space of providing nourishment for your family without feeling like another thing on your to-do list. Step one, know yourself. Are you a meal planner? Are you a recipe follower? Are you a person that when you are overwhelmed, you just stop and don't do any of it? Knowing yourself is the first step because if you're not a meal planner, don't meal plan. If you're not a new recipe follower, then don't do it. Those things that are going to cause more stress and tension to you, you don't want to be doing that, right? I am not a meal planner. I don't like looking up recipes. I get frustrated with how much like advertisements are in a lot of recipes. If I get a recipe book from a library, I will kind of like browse it but when I need a pinch of this and all these different ingredients, I don't want to do it. So I will kind of like browse some ideas. Like once in a while, I'll get a new cookbook and I'm like, oh, this sounds cool. I don't actually ever make it how they're encouraging you to. And I just go with it. I'm kind of like, oh, this needs this much. This needs this much. And I don't think I've ever created the same meal twice. My ways may not work for you. And that is completely fine. Know yourself and know what is going to help you not be thinking of, oh my gosh, I have to make something to eat. I don't want to do that because that's not what you want to be putting into the food that your goal is to nourish your family with. Step two, get inspired and excited from something. Maybe it's a new kitchen tool. Maybe it's a recipe book. Maybe it is browsing a ton of recipes online pinning them to your Pinterest board, but then actually you're going to use them, okay? So that's the thing. I may be like one of the only people that don't have Pinterest because for me, it just feels like a waste of time and I'm not actually going to like use those things. It's kind of just a dream manifesting board, which I, that could be cool too, but for me, it's just not the right mix. So knowing yourself, if you're not inspired to cook, it probably isn't going to taste as well, right? So for me, some helpful tools have been having a blend tech to make the sauces actually be a sauce and not be chunky. Having like one sharp knife that actually cuts the vegetables well. So I'm not saying go buy every kitchen gadget out there because that's definitely not me. And I am a minimalist and I have very few things in my kitchen because that's another component. Like... If you're not inspired to cook in your space and you're overwhelmed by it, you're not even going to know where to begin. Which leads us into step three. Love the space that you are cooking in and have fun with it. Put on some music, dance around, invite the family to help, 
make this space someplace that you feel excited to come into. So if you have a cupboard that you open and you're not feeling excited, inspired by, take everything out of that cupboard and only put back what is going to make you feel that way. If you open your fridge and freezer and you can barely put another thing in there, let alone not even know what you have in there, think about how your brain feels when you're trying to prepare a meal and you're like, I don't even know where to begin because I don't know what is the the bottom of my freezer and I'm probably only using the things in the front of the fridge because that's what I can see. It can take some work to spend a day and get your kitchen into the space that you want it to be, that you're going to be excited. But you know what? It's going to be worth it because one day out of 365 days of cooking, you're going to thank yourself for that one day and the work you put into it. So just dedicate your day to that and go cabinet by cabinet, drawer by drawer, refrigerator, freezer, go through all the things and make your space where you're someplace that you're really excited to spend time in and cook. Step four, have your plan A and then have your backup plan. So your plan A would be the meals that you want to cook. There's fresh vegetables, there's the grains or the beans and whatever you want to cook that you feel like is healthiest for your family. That's your plan A. Um, Maybe you can make your own sauce. Maybe you can try a new recipe. Maybe you can involve the kids and get them excited about trying a new recipe. That's your plan A. You envision going into your kitchen that you love, feeling inspired and so excited and disconnected from everything else. So you're not multitasking on your phone and doing all these different things. You are there cooking this awesome meal, how you want to cook it. Manifest that, visualize it. That's your plan A. Plan B is having your backup plan. Your backup plan is... What you're going to do if you got home a little bit later than you were planning on, something came up that you needed to take care of, what's your plan B? So, in our house, for breakfast, we all will sit down and have breakfast together as a family of three. My husband and I alternate who is cooking breakfast based on our day. We don't really like pre-plan, it's kind of just wake up and who's available takes care of it. For my son and my husband, they will have their wheat-free bread with eggs and spinach. And then for me, I make a loaded salad, so lots of spinach. And top it with some seaweed, some sauerkraut, some hummus, and then eggs. So my husband and I both know, like, this is how we, the three of us, we're having kind of the same breakfast, but it's plated different. Both of us know what it is. Um, It's probably the only consistent thing as far as food goes in our day when we're doing meals and we keep it going every day and it'll shift too. like every couple years we kind of shift what that is. Whether you have kids or not, I think breakfast is the meal to be the most consistent in because you've just woken up. You can go back and listen to my previous podcast that I talk about just specifically breakfast But an aspect of it is we're just starting our day off and having that consistency of just knowing like, oh, this is what I do for breakfast. Don't really need to make a big decision to start the day off. And especially too, I feel like it's comforting for kids. They just woke up. 
they're starting their day, they want to know what all's going on that day, but they know that consistency of this is what I always have for breakfast, this is my breakfast. For lunch, I always have leftovers from the previous night's dinner, and then I make a big batch of muffins, not necessarily on a certain day, just whenever it needs to be done for my son for lunch. So I will be able to always take it to our co-op or whatever we're doing, or he can grab it out from the refrigerator during the day at the house and also use it for snacks. So I have that recipe too, I'm more than happy to share, and I've been using that for many years now. It's been awesome, and you can shift it too as their taste buds change and how you're flavoring it. And then for dinner is more where I get creative, and I'm the kind that's like, I just open the refrigerator and I see what I have, and I go with it. And that works because I also have my plan B, which is always having our kitchen supplied with like my staples you know and then my plan b would be like if we are out later than planned and i still need to make dinner i always have frozen vegetables which is part of my plan b because it really doesn't take that long to make rice or quinoa and some vegetables and whip up a sauce to put on it some people use crock pots and some people use instapots and some people only want to cook on the stove where you choose what works best for you and your version of healthy and what you feel is best for your family. So I actually probably may be the last person joining the Instapot world that I just got one and I've been exploring cooking beans and rice and everything in there. And it's a learning process, right? But you can use these tools to help with your plan A, envisioning what you want and then also use it as your plan B of like, oh, I forgot to soak the beans. Awesome, I have this Instapot that I can knock out cooking these beans. As far as staples go for having in our home, I go to one grocery store now, finally. There's been times in our life where I've had to go to multiple grocery stores to find everything we needed. And right now we're in a space where I'm at one grocery store I walk the flow of the grocery store the same way every time, make sure I have the same things on hand. So I'm going to visualize that I'm walking through the grocery store and give you kind of um, a grocery list of what I always make sure I have on hand. So that way, even my plan B, I know that we're eating in ways that I want us to be eating, which a huge part of that too is right. When you go to the grocery store, step one would be don't buy something that you don't want to eat. When I walk into the grocery store, first thing I always get is a big thing of raw spinach. We eat it at every meal, all three of us, raw. It's an easy thing to always just add. Like, say you're doing quinoa and beans. Like, it's so easy to add raw spinach to it, too. And then you're getting more vegetables, right? So after that, I grab bananas for the muffins that I make. And then any kind of produce that catches my eye, I will grab. I don't pre-plan what I'm making. It's pretty easy to add vegetables to any meal or make an entire meal from vegetables. From there, I'll grab raisins and dried mango. Raisins go in my son's muffins, and dried mango is a great snack for while we're out. Then I'll round the corner, and there's tea if I'm getting tea. I don't really drink coffee anymore. I switch to mud water, mushroom adaptogens. And then in the freezer section, I will get some 
sorry, not the freezer section, the fridge. Uh, we do like oat milk, plant-based milk, and I'll get some eggs if I'm not going to have enough eggs from the local farm that we get. And sauerkraut, sauerkraut on every breakfast, which also too, you can easily add to a lot of your meals, right? We do a mix of, my son and I don't eat wheat, so I always make sure we have the wheat-free tortillas. And then I'll get my husband the ones he likes from the fridge section. They both do wheat-free bread. And then I'll always make sure that we have plenty of the wheat-free pasta and the sauces that don't have any preservatives. Like Those are awesome things to have in your lazy susan or whatever you have cabinet wise so that that can be a plan b like how easy is it to just whip up some pasta and tomato sauce and add some raw spinach or vegetables and you're still having this meal that i mean if you read the labels then it has the ingredients you want to be taking in some other staples we have is like i'll look for like coconut curry sauces and stuff the same you can find some great brands that aren't using the preservatives and a lot of sugars and things like that and um primal kitchen is one of my favorite brands as far as different sauces and things go that they really do have high quality of no preservatives continuing on through the grocery store i always like to have on hand a wheat free shoyu or tamari if you've never had that compared to a soy sauce, you're going to be amazed. Liquid aminos are another option from Dr. Bragg. And then we will do nutritional yeast, coconut milk, vegetable broth. I pretty much will use with almost every meal. You can add miso paste. These staples that you have where you know kind of how to flavor it, where everyone in the family likes it but it's ingredients that you want to be using. So making sure you always have those on hand so that way when you need to whip them out for plan B or plan A, you are set to go. The last little bit of the store, I hit the freezer section on the way out and I make sure we do always have frozen vegetables in the freezer and now frozen fruit for smoothies for the summer and cooling down. And then I will round that last corner and grab some kombucha that's as local as I can get to us and then the macro bars that we do so I try and not do tons of snacks I try and have snacks more be when we are out and Kai blew through like all the muffins that I brought or um, more like a swap of like if we're doing something and the kids are having stuff that we don't normally have then I'll save our snacks for a swap so that's my grocery routine every week. I usually go once a week. I don't even have a set date. I don't go in there thinking like, oh, what do I want to make ahead of time? I'm just like, oh, uh, avocado sounds good. I'm going to get some avocados. My shopping methods may give people anxiety and stress because you need a list and a plan, and that is okay. That's knowing yourself and going from there. So before we wrap up our four steps, a few couple last things. So I think it all depends on our mindset of like waking up and be like, oh, I have to cook breakfast. Switch it to, I get to cook breakfast. I'm grateful that I get to set my phone down 
and I can play a song that I enjoy dancing to and I'm going to cook us breakfast and this is going to be a great start to our day. Could be in the middle of the day, like you need to pick me up with lunch. Could be in the evening, like a great way to end the day together. When we're coming together at a table, like you could hear my son say, like he'll tell people, oh, we don't, my mom doesn't do phones at the table and it's an awesome time to actually talk to each other or like for breakfast we can flip open a book and read a random page or continue on with a story i think eating and cooking it's like all combined if we intentionally make it that way instead of separating it so even if i'm eating alone you won't see me with my phone because i actually want to be there be present, digest my food. I don't want to be distracted with my phone. Sometimes I will read a book at the same time and it's something exciting to look forward to in my day because it's not like every other activity I'm walking around reading a book because I'm doing laundry or driving. So you can make that mealtime at the time at the table special in different ways. You also have to make it a priority. I think as a parent, having a child that is eight years old and the things I can share with him and also teaching him our meals or grocery shopping or cooking are a really important thing. And you're welcome to be a part of it or you need to give me this time so that I can take care of this for our family because this is a very important thing that you're going to want to know the rest of your life. So being a strong model of that instead of trying to rush through it and maybe sometimes that means there's too much on our calendar and we need to scale back some. If you need help on that, check out my podcast episode on the sacred calendar. I could clearly go on about food all day long, but I like to keep it short and simple for you. So feel free to message me one-on-one on Instagram and we can continue to chat. Step one, know yourself. Are you into meal planning? and get excited about recipes, or do you just like to do your own thing? Step two, get inspired. Maybe it's a new kitchen gadget that's gonna help you, maybe it's a new recipe, or maybe it's trying something completely new. Step three, create a kitchen space that you are excited to open the cabinets and fridge and make something. Step four, have a plan A and also plan a backup plan. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Vanessa's Holistic Living. Send any requests for future episodes.